Welcome to the Life of an Educator, hosted by Matthew Beal. Hey team, and welcome to another episode of the Life of an Educator podcast, hosted by Matthew Duick, where we look at the ins and outs of an educator and talk about topics based on education, but also that you can apply to your everyday life, no matter what career path you have or wherever you find yourself. Thanks so much for listening in to another episode, and this is a special episode in the fact that it is the final episode of season one. And we've been on a great journey together, and the semester one of the school year at the high school system here in Manitoba is coming to an end. And so, season one of the Life of an Educator podcast is also coming to an end. And so, today, I am titling this episode, Mr. Duick, on the hot seat. And so, I put out a request a couple weeks ago to have the listeners submit their questions. And so we're going to do this at the end of each of the seasons going forward. And so I'm excited for you to put me on the spot just a little bit and for you to ask me the questions that you have. And so today I'm going to answer two very, very good questions. And I would say two somewhat difficult questions. So On social media, I kind of said that I wanted you to cause me to sweat, and you kind of did. So, well done, listeners. Let's jump right in, because this first question came from actually my students that I currently teach, and uh, they're very excited, I think, to figure out this answer, so I hope that they're listening. And the question is this, who is your favorite student or who are your favorite students? And uh, we've had a lot of laughs and jokes about who it is. And I kind of said I would do some name dropping. And uh, so I'm going to explain first and then maybe I'll name drop at the end. But this is a question I think a lot of teachers get uh, from students, especially after you know, teachers get to know their students and uh, maybe they uh, get connected with certain ones and then the question gets asked, Mr. Duick, so-and-so must be your favorite. And I must say that as a teacher, I want to treat all of my students uh, with the same care and the same approach and the same love that I have for each one. I get very excited about the first day of classes where I get to meet uh, the new group of kids that come in and the new group of students that I have the opportunity to teach. And that remains the same throughout the entire semester. Obviously, every student is unique. Everyone is different. And that is going to connect with me in some ways. And in some ways, we have lots of Uh, connections, and in other ways, we have lots of differences. And so here's what I will say about favorite students. Obviously, the professional answer that I have to say is that I don't have any favorites. And honestly, deep down, I don't. And I don't try to. And I don't advertise that I do because I don't want to have favorites. I want to show my students that I care about each one of them uh, very much equally And that is true. But I will say that 
different students I'm going to connect with differently. And that's not because I like any one of them better than the other. It's simply because I have interests, I have passions, and I might connect with certain students with those passions. So for example, right now I am managing the JV boys basketball team at the high school I work at. And so a few of those students that I manage are also in my math class. And so those students, I have an immediate bond with them because we both have the passion of basketball. And so I am able to see them outside of the math class. I'm in the gym with them. I'm at games with them. And so I'm spending more time with them. And I'm also spending time with them on a common interest. And so that's a connection that I'm not going to be able to build necessarily just solely in the math classroom. And so we have a further connection. I also have many students who come and hang out with me at lunch hour because I always have my classroom door open for students to come and eat their lunch there. And also for a chance for me to connect with them beyond the math level, but also as people and from teacher to student, student to teacher, and for students to meet other students. And so I have a great time at lunch with all of my students who come in and hang out with me in my classroom and I have chats with them and we talk and we talk about not necessarily math related content, but we talk about life. We talk about maybe interest in uh, the opposite gender and some crushes and things like that. We talk about decision-making, high school, peer pressure, all of those things that the students are dealing with in the high school setting. And so, again, because I'm having conversations beyond just the math content, there is a relationship that is growing as we spend time outside of the hour I get to spend with them on math content. And so, those that's the biggest reason why you know, a kid might come into my classroom and I might ask them, hey, how was your game last night? Because at the lunch hour previous, I had asked them what they were doing in the evening and they said I was going to go play volleyball or ringette or soccer or whatever the sport may be. I have a few students who are in the drama program and so they're rehearsing right now for the drama production that our school is putting on and so I can ask them about how it's going right? I'm not trying to, you know, only have conversation with them and not with other people in the classroom, but because I know what's going on beyond the math classroom, I want to engage with them and I want to ask them how they are doing to show care and concern. And the goal is for me to have a connection with each one of my students, right? Now that's easier said than done because again, I have certain interests and so I might connect with some more than others based on, again, personality and what we're all interested in. But as a teacher, the goal is to really have some kind of connection with each one of your students, some kind of way to engage in conversation, again, beyond the math content. And so to say I have favorites, I don't want to say I have favorites. I want to say that I connect with students based on personality, based on interest, based on how much they want to connect with their teacher, right? I don't force anyone to to come and hang out with me at lunch hour. I don't expect anyone to come into my classroom. But when they do, I get excited about that because I get to now engage with them possibly on a level beyond the math content. Now, I will say that I 
in the past, I've been teaching for six years now, and I've gone through lots of subjects, and I've taught lots of different sections, and I've taught a lot of students. And uh, I even have a mug that a couple of students bought me as a teacher gift. And on the one side, it says, hey team, which is my opening line to each one of these episodes, and something that I say a lot in my everyday job as I introduce my classes. And on the other side, it says, from your favorite students, and those students' names are mentioned there. And so it's a, it was a great gift, and I cherish it because uh, it was kind of a funny joke because, again, they were asking the question of who are your favorite students, and they even went so far to buy me a teacher mug with their names on it. And so uh, <laughs> thank you for the gift. I love it. But I must say you're just on the same level as everybody else because I care for all of my students equally. And I know if the students are listening, they're not going to buy my answer, and they're going to come back to me after this episode is released and they're going to be upset because they wanted to have name droppings. They wanted me to say specific names of students that are my favorites. And so to answer their question, because I know I told them I would do some name dropping. So here it is. Drum roll, everybody. Here are the names of my favorite students. All the way from Aaron to Zoe and every name in between. You are my favorites. You are all my favorites. And I say this in all sincerity. All of my students who are listening right now and all of the students I've ever taught, I must say you are all my favorites because you have all taught me so much. You have all caused me to be a better teacher than I was when I started. And for some of you, you may not have not even liked me as a teacher and for some of you, you may have annoyed me once or twice as, as a student. And in, for some of you, you might have um, excelled in my class. And for others, you may have struggled in my class a little bit. And for some, you really connected with me and we talked outside of the math content. And for others, you came to math class, you did really well in the class, but you didn't engage outside of the math content. So wherever you find yourself, that is totally fine because, again, we're all different. But I must say that, again, from the name Aaron all the way to the name Zoe and everyone in between, you are all my favorites. You have all made me the person and the teacher I am today. And for that, I thank you. I thank you for... I'm so blessed to have the opportunity to have taught each one of you. And I am so blessed to have the the stories and the memories and the laughs and the gifts and the cards and the conversations and all of the fun that we've had at noon hour and in the and in the math classroom it, it has all been such a joy for those of you from Tech Foc, which is my my first school for those of you at Chief Peguis and Daniel Mack which were which were my practicum schools and now currently at Selkirk at the comp I cherish the memories I've had with each one of the students that I've taught. And I'm going to continue to cherish that as I continue to teach for many more years to come. And so that is the answer to my question. Who are your favorite students? Every student I have taught from the beginning of my career until now. And uh, I'm really excited for a new batch of students to come in second semester in February. And they are going to become a part of 
the favorite students because each student helps me to become a better teacher. And I mean that in all honesty because the experiences I have with my classes um, is just a joy and, and I cherish each one. So I'm sorry if that's not the answer you were looking for, students, and I will deal with all of your questions when I see you and after you've listened to this episode. But uh, that's my answer for you. So thanks for causing me to think about it. Uh, but that's my answer I got for you, and I hope that you are happy with the answer. Now, the second question is a little bit tougher, I would, I must say. And this was sent in from one of the listeners, and it goes something like this. How do you deal with people, including staff or students, who express differing opinions on things that are important or fundamental to you? And this is something that I have to deal with honestly on the daily because, again, we're all different. And I have, outside of my teaching profession, I have beliefs, I have thoughts, perspectives, opinions, values, morals. And each one of us, whether you're a student, a parent, a teacher, or a listener to this podcast, wherever you find yourself, we all have opinions and perspectives and beliefs and morals and values and we are all different. So we are not always going to agree. And this is true in the math classroom, right? I have the job of teaching math. And so because math is a very specific subject, because it is pretty black and white in terms of the process, specifically in high school math, there's often a process that we take to get from the question to the answer. And although there may be multiple methods to get to the answer, there's only so much I can say to explain how to get from the start to the finish. And so math is not a very political class. Um, There's not too many differing opinions about how you can get from point A to point B. A lot of the times I have to teach by direct instruction because it's a new concept and it's not necessarily, you know, opinion based. Uh, It's more factual based and it's process based and it's step one to step two to step three. And so that helps in my personal subject area that I don't have to necessarily have as many times where I'm expressing my own personal views and opinions. But let's generalize this and pretend that maybe I wasn't teaching math. I do have an English minor and a geography minor in my uh, education degree and in my uh, university career and path. So there may be a time in my career where I adventure into a subject area that might be a little bit different. But even in my math classroom, I I like to be a very open person. I shared in one of the episodes in season one that, you know, it's important for teachers to, I think, be a little bit vulnerable. I don't think we need to be so stoic and so, you know, separate from the students that we never share anything from our personal life. Now, there's obviously a line that we have to be careful of. We don't want to cross that line. We are the professionals. They are the students. And we have to make sure that as teachers, we don't cross that line. But I think it is important that students know that we are real people and that we have lives outside of the math classroom and that we have opinions and that we have thoughts just like they do. And, you know, I think we all know in our world that there's lots of things that are controversial. There's lots of things that are going to cause 
different perspectives and you may or may not agree. And so we have to be careful as teachers of how we respond. I think that there is times where we really have to think before we speak. And I think as a teacher, we should always be thinking before we speak because, you know, we do have to be careful of what we say, especially when we're talking to minors, when we're talking to students who are underage. But I think it's also important that we are honest, that we are real, and that we use it as a teachable moment. I love teachable moments when I am at my workplace. And I'm not just talking about teaching math because those are teachable moments. But when I say teachable moments, I mean teaching them life, teaching them things that they can take with them and that's going to make them a more positive and confident individual. So is it okay to disagree? Absolutely. I think it's so important that students realize that it's okay to disagree with your teacher. It's okay to disagree with your fellow students and your peers. It's okay for me to disagree with my coworkers. It's okay for me to disagree even with my administration. Does that mean I have a fit and I have a temper tantrum and I run around yelling at everyone of my opinions? Absolutely not. And I think we, we understand that. But that doesn't mean I can't disagree. That doesn't mean I can't have a differing opinion, and even share my differing opinion with a student or with a coworker. obviously all within the professional boundaries that we have as teachers, right? It's okay to disagree. And I think that shows the students that we are real, that we are honest, and that we are human just like they are, right? As a math teacher, I think that uh, there's lots of students who think that I read textbooks when I go home and I read math books and I go home and do math homework and that is what I do in my spare time and that's the farthest from the truth right I in my spare time yes I love to read but I love to read sports magazines I'm a big sports fan I love going to Jets games I love hanging out with my friends I love playing my trumpet I love managing basketball I love playing basketball and I love to cook I love to spend time with family I love to go biking in the summertime. I love camp. I love hiking. I love watching movies and good quality TV shows, right? And so I think students need to recognize that there are a lot of things that in life we're not going to always agree with. But there are it's important for the students to know that we are real people and we do lots of things other than teach. And it's going to allow us to have differing opinions. But that doesn't mean we we need to hide away from that or we need to be shy about that, right? They need to know that we may differ and explain why we differ, right? Explain to them. They want to know why, right? Everyone wants to know the why. People get very frustrated when we simply just say, I need you to do this, period, I need you to change this, period, and not have an explanation, right? As soon as we can explain why, then whether we we agree or not, we are able to walk away satisfied because there's a reason for it. If I don't agree with you on something, right? So because I'm a sports fan, you know, we can agree or disagree that the Toronto Blue Jays are the best Major League Baseball team. And some of you might say, absolutely not. I have a friend who loves the San Francisco Giants. And although they're a great team, uh, 
I would disagree that they are not the best team. The Toronto Blue Jays are the best team. And again, we can bicker and and disagree on that all day long. But as soon as I start explaining why Toronto is my favorite baseball team, and I start explaining that it's because they're Canada's only team, and that I'm Canadian, and that I follow the Blue Jays because I get every game broadcast on my TV because it's local through TSN and Sportsnet, and that I have friends in Toronto and I've been to the stadium before, and... I start explaining why the Blue Jays are my favorite team. Now it starts to make sense, right? There's there's a home concept to it, the fact that they play in my home country. There's a closeness to it because I get to follow them because the content is, a, is readily available to me, right? I have a jersey, a, a Blue Jays jersey, and so that ties it to me on a personal level. And as soon as I explain that, now, you know, I don't think I'm going to convince my friend that they should switch to be a Blue Jays fan, but we can leave knowing that I get it. I get why Matt's favorite baseball team is the Toronto Blue Jays. And so, great question. Great question. How do you deal with people who express differing opinions on things that are important or fundamental to you? And I would just say be honest and be real and help them to understand it's okay to have differing opinions and to explain it to them. We're going to find that there's lots of times where we agree with one another and we're going to find lots of times when we disagree. And that is totally all right. So I hope that I answered your question. And if I didn't, you can ask me another one and I will tackle it at the end of season two. I want to say a big thank you for everyone who's listened in full or in part to any of the episodes of season one. It has been an absolute blast and uh, I'm so excited for season two. I have already started to record some of the episodes and I have lots of guests who are planned to record with me over the next month or so. And so season two is already going to be better than season one. I'm saying it right here right now that season two is going to even be better than season one. And so I hope that you will, again, join me as we go on this adventure, uh, just to talk about different topics about education. We're going to dive deeper. We're going to get more involved in my everyday life and things I deal with and struggles and all of that. And so if you have topic ideas, questions, if you have ideas that you want me to share in an episode, Message me, contact me. I would love to hear what you want uh, to hear because you're the listener and you make this thing happen. And so thanks so much. I want to encourage you to continue to listen, continue to share, rate, review, and continue to follow each of the episodes that is released. So we're going to be back in two weeks in February for the launch of season two. And I'm going to do a two-part series on what it means to be a lifelong learner. And so I am excited to share that with you and I hope that you will uh, join me as we adventure together. So thanks so much for being a part and I hope that this helps you to just hear my passion and my energy for being an educator and some of the ins and outs of what being an educator is all about. So until next time, continue to be awesome and we'll see you soon.